Hi, I'm Joe Shelton. I'm a singer, songwriter, and music producer, as well as a software engineer, and most of all, a father with a daughter who recently moved to Scotland. And I'm Bailey, a magazine editor, graphic designer, and illustrator. This podcast is our weekly catch-up. We wanted to share it with you and let you be a part of our family rabble. Hello, hello, and welcome to Family Rabble, uh, the podcast where we invite you into our living room and and into our conversations as a father and a daughter. Um, my name's Bailey Shelton. I am a writer and designer currently living in Glasgow, Scotland, um, originally from the Midwest, uh, Indiana, to be more specific. Uh, and with me, I have, as always, my father, dad. I'm Joe Shelton. Uh, I'm a singer and songwriter and music producer and video producer. Um, and sometimes I do a lot of IT work, you know. <laughs> 40 hours a week to be precise. More than that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, we talk about our fun jobs today. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't know that I want someone emailing you like, hey, I have an opportunity for you to do more IT work. No, I'm um, not interested. I've got that covered. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I was like, you've pretty much re reached the peak of your IT career. <laughs> like, I think that you're pretty much as high as you ever want to go for that. Yeah, I am. And I, I also don't um, necessarily want to take on any more of that ever. Like, so that's kind of... <laughs> yeah. I, I, I reached the point of not wanting to take on more of it like 20 years ago. Actually, probably more than that. And and yet I have taken on more of it, but only but, to only to the degree with which I need to. Yeah. No, I understand. I I too have reached the peak of the amount of IT work I want to take on. Really? Yeah, like, it's a it's a that? bare minimum. I'm gonna let you know right now. Um, <laughs> That's way less than mine. Mine's not a bare minimum. Yeah, um, no, I know. I, you know, the thing is, though, I wanted to get this straight off the top because, you know, as we introduce people to the podcast and we move from seven listeners, hopefully into, you know, Eight, a maybe 10, fortune yeah. of, of 15. Um, I, I do want to warn everybody that there is an explicit tag on this podcast. We do use words that would be rated as explicit in your book, but not in mine. So, you know, fucking handle it. All right. Be aware. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, you know, it's funny, we were having a conversation before we hit record, and I, I think that as time goes on, I've become more aware of, like, the Midwestern method of filing a camp complaint, and it's never, like, overt. It's something like, oh, well, I was really taken aback by that, because I really, so, so for example, um, oh, we received a complaint about this explicit language, which really took me aback, because I, I had assumed that the person in question was a really open-minded and understanding and compassionate person um previously so and maybe they are maybe they and maybe they are, are yeah. you know but <laughs> but in the um, midwest that's that's how you kind of say some shady things like that's the format that people take on um and i always find that is. fascinating because it's like it's very passive <laughs> like you're not actively saying something also, by letting you all of you nice folks into our family conversation, you know, feel free to, if you want to interject, uh, post something on, on our Facebook or Twitter feeds, you know, Leave I'm Mr. Comment. Joe Shelton. 
I'm Mr. Joe Shelton. You can find me there and you can make any kind of comments about Family Rabble that you want, as well as uh, Bailey, your Twitter is? Yeah, my Twitter is at Bailey A. Shelton. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Teeny Porcini. Um, and you'll notice there that the content is very, very different. And that's because, um, quite frankly, the way I talk with my dad and the things we talk about, it's not related to anything that I do outside <laughs> of our relationship. Um, you know, I have a, I have a background in journalism, so I, I do a lot of journalistic writing and I keep a very like curated tone everywhere else. Um, this isn't NPR. Um, this isn't public radio. So, and and I, you know, most of my stuff will be about music and musicians. And, uh, so you're not going to see any of this other kind of content there, uh, as we, we chat about everything in life and not just, uh, music related topics so yeah um honestly we hardly ever talk about music here right I well mean, that's <laughs> i mean in fairness i think that it's partially because you are far more involved in music than i am yeah like, true but you know um you do uh occasionally appear on my other podcast the moonshine of music that's true. Um, yeah. I, and, I mean, uh, I've done some music writing as well. Um, I recently yeah. on my Substack reviewed a a performance by a Norwegian artist who was here in Glasgow. Uh, her name was Siv Jacobson. Um, and then I also reviewed the two openers that she had for her show that are both from Scotland. So, um, yeah, like I occasionally dip my little toe in, in opinion. Um, yeah, but... you're definitely going to drop in one of the first episodes of season six of the Moonshine of Music podcast, which is going to yeah, drop soon. So and we've already recorded that as far as I'm aware. We have, yes. Uh, and, and I, you know, the, the, the stars may align for these to happen in the same week. Who knows? This episode and <laughs> just depends on editing and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's exciting. So last week, the exciting thing that happened was um, that we had the first National Road Music Series show. And so that was a really cool event. Uh, there's going to be so much about that on the Moonshine of Music podcast. But over here, I thought I'd talk about like uh, the behind the scenes kind of, you know, personal stuff. So like for myself, um, getting more physically able from, you know, modern medicine, helping my physical condition, mm -hmm. uh, made that night really fun. We, I was able to, um, completely go through it and I was a completely and utterly exhausted after a full night of running a concert, um, right. from the back end, <laughs> but it was really fun. Uh, cause when you're the producer of the whole show, I, a lot of the time I just perform in a show, which is a whole different set of responsibilities. It's like, you know, hang out, maybe drink a couple beers, go on stage, perform your music, right? Right. Uh, producing the show involves talking to the sound, the lighting people, the people at the door, the people in the run in the green room, the delivery people for different things, the, <laughs> the bands, the yeah. order of, uh, you know, uh, of the show, getting that together, making sure everybody does all their little jobs, the cameramen. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was a, uh, a veritable like, um, cornucopia of all the different kind of activities you might expect in a theater concert that's being filmed. Um, yeah. And well, and so, generally speaking, you usually are just in one ring of the circus, but this time you were the ring leader, right? So 
Right, and I'm like in all the circus rings and uh, trying to keep them all hooked together. I think we did pretty well, although it was, you know, um, it, it, it's funny that no two things shows are the same, like in terms mm -hmm. of, the, you know, how you're going to approach it or whatever. I mean, for me, it's always been a lot of different stuff because I've been, even if I was producing a show, it was like, like different venues, right? Like almost every time it's a different venue. And this is the first time for in a long time that I've had a, uh, a venue where we're going to have several shows. So <laughs> it's like, okay, what did I learn about the venue and what can we do better the next time? Sometimes it's like, what can we do better the next time? Well, we can go to a different venue and figure yeah. out what their <laughs> problems are because it's a whole different venue. It's not going to be the same stuff, you know, right. <laughs> you know? um, but, but this uh, time you're going to be in the same place doing the same yeah. general setup and you get it like tweak it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so that that's kind of cool to learn about, right? Um, learn about the place. Uh, I mean, Tony Seiler was so awesome with uh, the sound and uh, he runs the Rick's Theater and um, he ran sound for us as well. And uh, he was very helpful. Um, and so we, we had a lot of we had a lot of fun and the show went off really well and we had a decent crowd. And, you know, next time, hopefully we'll double that and see if we can sell out the place. But it was uh it was a it was a really good first show you know well i'm glad to hear that and it looked like mikey good and and megan and two jasons all had a fun time yeah they already put a lot of stuff on social media i've been uh editing the sound for that and wow it's gonna sound good it's gonna be great <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was a lot of fun live tube tape um, live tube well tape. you know what i want to give like a huge endorsement to apple by the way um <laughs> why because the MacBook <laughs> Pro M2 is just a freaking beast. I, I set that thing up and I honestly forgot to plug in the power supply to it, right? Mm -hmm. And it was fully charged. So I, I hooked it up to the board there and I started recording 24 tracks, like all 24 tracks that were coming through for the night. Mm -hmm. And I turned it on to record and I had forgotten to plug it in. Well, I checked it like um, after the first band was done to see you know how the recording was going and everything and making sure everything was still working you know mm -hmm. and it's still running and it's at like 94 percent the battery is like <gasps> this okay that's nice <laughs> so it ran the whole night on battery and it was at 72 percent when we got done with the show like three and a half hours of concert 24 track recording which means it was on full tilt and yeah the, I, I, I mean, that sounds like a dream mm -hmm. i feel like if i breathe too heavily on this laptop it's going to shut down right well your laptop is like an intel macbook and the yeah. new ones are uh, they're ridiculous well I, and that's why i'm kind of excited like 10 times faster they're also like the battery lasts forever it's like super powerful and it doesn't use any power <laughs> to do mm -hmm. that <laughs> well i'm excited for at the end of this month because we'll be trading off and i will be getting your old one right um, which is yeah, like a model newer yeah so yeah well it, it's a it'll be night and day yeah as you yeah. Get that one. yeah um, well so that's the nice part i'm very much looking forward to being able to run like photoshop and indesign at the same time without everything coming to a complete you know, standstill that, that's another thing i was um i you know I'm editing the thing here. I got the Mac Studio machine, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's got an M1 Pro in it. But um, I'm I'm running this Mac Studio machine, and I, I can't believe how many things I can run at the same time. <laughs> like, yeah, I have, I have 
Pro Tools studio running with, uh, you know, all of those tracks and plugins everywhere, all over all of them. And it's not mm -hmm. even, I mean, and I've still got everything else turned on on the machine. You know, mm -hmm. I'm still running <laughs> like all kinds of stuff in the background. Like I didn't even turn anything off before I started. Like, yeah. it just, like you still have all 50 do... tabs open. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, like Zoom is still like open and idle in the background and stuff. Like I'm not even, you know, the web browser's got 75 tabs open in it, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I, I never compromise on, honestly, is like I do not shut down Safari no matter what it's taking <laughs> up because I'm like, yeah, that's basically like burning a journal. Like I can't, like I will never find those thoughts again like, they will be gone forever well, you can save your tabs and stuff bailey i mean i understand that but i will not like <laughs> like once they're closed they're closed i'm not coming can, back to you that can, you can set up tab groups and save them like, they you know they say to never look back and i i really believe that <laughs> um it's like that boston song don't look back yeah that's me with my tabs um once they're closed they're closed Right. Well, no. So, I mean, massive endorsement to that. I can't even, the, the other thing is it used to be that you would be on the train of, Oh, Macs are expensive. No, they're not, not for the power you get the, to compare no. the power that I mean, you get in an M1 or an M2 processor in MacBook to the like very highest end laptop you can get. And with an Intel processor and the price is like a third of that. I mean, yeah, it's that kind of power. And also that, that Intel one is you're going to have to keep it plugged in because the second you unplug it, it'll start throttling to try and save the battery because it doesn't handle power well. And yeah. the, the MacBook will run the same power on battery or not. It does not throttle. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. Um, I pushed my, uh, this is another instance of me pushing my computer to the, to its very limit, but, um, recent, recently Adobe released for beta their generative fill and Adobe Firefly, which is yeah, their, the, the AI version of the AI version. Yes. So, well, and I wanted to play around with it because I, I am a graphic designer. I do, I do do marketing graphic design. And um, a lot of people in the AI space are like, well, there's no reason to have a creative team on file. There's no reason to have a graphic designer on staff anymore. AI is going to um, basically make that position obsolete. So I, 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 I beta tested. I was like, okay, well, I have some key job functions that I know my boss can't do on his own. So I'm going to sit down on Memorial Day and I'm going <laughs> to practice seeing if my boss could do my job with just generative fill as it is right now because as it stands with an online ai generator you can't like even with really good ones it's it's more like they give you a starting point like with brainstorming and then you can use that to make something more cohesive and real so I went on, I like, I like wrote down like a list of things and I tell you, some of them are hilariously like not what I was looking for. Like I loaded in, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I loaded in like a few photos off of a wedding album I handed off last month. And I was like, okay, well, let's see if this will cut down my time as a, like an editor when I'm doing wedding photography edits. And I was like, one of the big things is like, if you mess up on a few shots, there are some things that if you fuck up you have to like really really edit for hours to get it back to a point where it's like a usable noticeably nice photo and one of them is like if you mess up the exposure um which is really easy to do with a wedding dress involved 
um if you miss the mess up the white balance and exposure then like it's at hours to your editing time because you're trying to like basically reconstruct somebody's face because it's blown out and i was like uh, i wonder if ai can uh, re assuming this person is like white then it's really yes. bad, right yes so the whiter the person the and the white dress and yeah there's no contrast so basically the here's the scenario just, like makes everything white <laughs> yeah so so we did the getting ready photos we were heading out for the first look i went ahead of the bride i was like hey wait up i need to readjust my light settings before we do the first look because it's very very bright outside so i did that i readjusted and then i said okay we're good to go and then as soon as she stepped into the frame the the entire camera uh, like was set that it like offset because of the whiteness of her dress her the whiteness of her dress was the whitest thing in the frame and so it blew out not only her dress but also the groom's face and that's like <laughs> horrible not good so i threw in one of the blown out before i like caught the thing and corrected i threw in one of the blown out photos into photoshop and i selected it out with generative fill and i was like hey um i basically like i did some variations of prompts basically for like an hour and a half just trying to get generative fill to like color correct his face and it would not do it like it, it was like you, do you want a different man's face on this body is that what you're asking for <laughs> no <laughs> what about a mask do you want me to put a mask on this man's face <laughs> It was basically what if I saying, make him African American. Would what, that what, make it better? What it was doing was, it said, "You fucked up, and there's no way to fix this, bitch." Yeah, <laughs> which is not which is not necessarily true. It's like with AI technology, if they developed it just a little bit in the direction of like helping photographers, like you could easily say, "Okay, Photoshop, here is the Lightroom album." Here is the subject and select it in 10 photos. It's like, now can you fix his face in this one link? And it would do it. Like an AI could 100% figure that out, but you would have to develop an AI algorithm to do that. <laughs> and they aren't. So it was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not worried for at least another five to 10 years on that front. Like, like I don't, <laughs> like okay uh you and know then, um, I, I, i'm not worried about it at all so yeah. here's why it's not really ai okay <laughs> okay go it's on not, it's not an artificial intelligence it does not think on its own in any way at all it's not sentient okay it is programmed by people okay yeah. it's using a lot of variables to and a lot of information in order to generate something that's computer generated yeah but it, it, and, and it's kind of automated so you could call it maybe automated phil but it's not yeah. it's not artificial intelligence it's just not yeah. <laughs> i mean so that's and, exactly it's like since it's not it can't think for itself and so it's just it's just as good as whatever the programmers are yeah so and that's that's exactly it's like you see all these examples and it's like like um there were a lot of twitter threads this weekend and this week about generative fill where they were like look at the massive power that it's doing and i was like it's just creating ai images like it's it's doing it in a 
inside Photoshop, which makes it easier to use AI because then you don't have to export and edit them from there. But it's not it's not doing any revolutionary function that it wasn't doing when it was online. You know what so. I would like in terms of AI? I would like some AI that like makes Adobe Photoshop easier for, to use or um, makes Adobe Premiere easier to use or makes Adobe Illustrator easier to use. And the easiest way to do that would be to you know, throw out what they have there and kind of start over in terms of naming things in the application. The naming of all the different functions is ridiculously unintuitive and silly. And <laughs> you have to go into a whole Adobe mindset to figure out what the buttons mean on half of the shit instead of it saying something obvious, you know? It yeah, I mean, as a person who already has kind of been trained on that language and knows it i don't really have a problem with that but i understand that that's like the barrier for new users when it comes to like using photoshop and illustrator and indesign is that i mean like, i've been the using them for a long time and i stay away from a whole lot of the functionality of it because it's i i, I know i don't want to dedicate the amount of time it takes to learn the nomenclature where honestly if you everywhere were to else dedicate in the world time, it's called something else except for adobe's product where they name it something weird and you can't find anything. <laughs> and, well, I mean, honestly, it, like here, here's here's my take on this. Okay, Adobe is a powerful tool, and the whole point is for you to train yes. on it, and it can do things that it's like it's like coding, right? Like there are a lot of stupid things in HTML, CSS, JavaScript has some stupid stuff in it where it's just heritage code built on top of itself, and so some of the logic in there is inherently flawed and kind of fucked up but you know it when you see it and you can work around it that's adobe and so it's like when you are working in it every single day and you are building assets it's not really a problem but if you are a person who isn't trained to use it all the time then it is easier to just hop on canva and whip something up that's templated and that's fine and that's well, kind of I, my advice for like, here's the what, thing. When I go on Canva, I don't even like, use their templates. Like Canva is so much easier to use than illustrator just from the ground I'm, up to build something cool that you I'm going to be honest with you, dude, even if you're not loading up a template and dropping in your shit, Canva is basically templated across the board. Like, I mean, like that's what it is. It's, it, it's like a software that is specifically simplifying down key functions to be templated. You can't even use command Z. <laughs> like, like, well, I don't, I, I don't care to use any like shortcut buttons. I, I want to use the mouse always anyway. <laughs> okay. I, like, I fully disagree with that, but that's just because <laughs> command Z is the undo button. And it's uh, so much easier to just press command Z than to find where the back button is in Canva. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I get all of that. Like I, I know why shortcuts are powerful. I use them all the time when I'm programming. Okay. Yes. But what I'm talking I, I about do. is when I'm trying to make a graphic or whatever, I'm going to use the mouse 90% of the time. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So like it, it, I'm trying to do something visual there and actually like using Canva on my iPad with the pencil is way better <laughs> even then because I take the pencil and I can tap wherever I want and stretch it with my hand. Like I'm drawing, you know? And, yeah, um, I mean, and, I'm not. Like I am I'm not writing a on the page. Stand, honestly, you know? I am not. I use it so when we. I could use the do generic I, brand I, stuff, I, but I actually would like to be able to use Adobe more because there's a lot more powerful features in there. 
And I would be okay if it was just when I was using an advanced feature that I had to use their weird stuff. <laughs> but their weird naming and things makes it so I can't find like basic functionality, you know? Um, and and it, it takes a minute every time. It, it's, it feels like I take 15 times longer when I'm just doing something simple. So all of the simple stuff is gone from there. Unless I need something advanced, I don't use it. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense because you don't have to use it every day. Right. If you used it every day, it wouldn't be a big deal, which means that like basically what I'm saying is like Adobe programs are not meant to be used every day or even are not meant to be used once every three months is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I use so. I would I would use it a lot more than every three months if I could do simple things in it fast. Yeah, which is what Canva is designed yeah. for. So, right. So it, like, it, again, use, it's like it's Canva not a product and, for doing something fast. I use Canva and Typerama a lot. Yeah, because <laughs> you're making quick little silly graphics and it doesn't have I'm, to be I'm taking perfect. photos and putting graphics on top of them most of the time because I'm trying to make a quick advertisement for whatever shows happening that week. Yeah. And I don't have well, time and to honestly, that's an hour uh, that, of Photoshop. You know? So this is this is also a thing that it, it's like when people talk about like graphic design jobs and and being them being replaced by software or whatever it's like a lot of the time the jobs that are being replaced are stuff like that where it's like do I want to make twenty five graphics that all kind of look the same export them and send them to your social media manager every single like quarter probably not the best use of my artistic vision no like, like it's not that's not my dream job to make 25 graphics that have the same general copy text on them and then to export them like load in the photos put the copy on top export them send them to the social media manager she asks hey where are the captions for this you go i'm the graphic designer and then she goes, oh, so should I write those? And you're like, I don't know. You're the con. You're okay. And then it repeats. I would love to have all those different people available to do jobs, but I, I my company is much smaller than that. And it's, it's well, what I'm describing is the existence inside of a marketing agency. So <laughs> right, <laughs> a small marketing agency, because if it were a larger marketing agency, one that was a little bit more, um, organized, I feel like maybe wouldn't, we wouldn't have those conversations either. But. Well, it, it would be great to have that kind of staff, but that, that requires a lot more income before yeah. we can hire that many people. So, well, yeah. if you got some higher end clients, then you too could open a marketing agency <laughs> and have well, conversations hey, like higher this. end clients come my way. We do amazing things with music over here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, that, that's where I, I land on it. As far as the AI part, I wish that Adobe would just make an AI that makes their tool usable. <laughs> I don't think you need an AI for that. I think you just need to use Canva. They have Photoshop Express, which is basically that. Uh uh. I tried that. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. Mm. Like, it, uh, it it, it's really hard for me to even understand what you're talking about when it comes what, to like what I'm talking oh, their about language is, doesn't make sense it's hard to find things because I've used it for things. so long that I don't even like I can't even see it anymore <laughs> well that that's what I'm saying that's what their problem is they can't see how confusing it is yeah you know? because the the words that they use to describe things are so ingrained that they haven't 
you know, I, I, I don't even know why they chose some of the words they chose for things that it does. And I, when I have to have it do that, I'll go searching through and figure it out. But I search for it using the basic terms that everyone else in industry would use for it. You know, and then I find there's, oh, it means this. Usually it's through Google. I'll like yeah. Google, where in Adobe Photoshop can I do, I don't know, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, Adobe calls it this. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> it means it's a word. It's like a, it's like a synonym for the same you thing. But do you like, have a do you have a concrete example of this? Because I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. So when I want to put a uh, copy and paste a, a a photo into a artboard. Okay. Okay. It, it it's called place. Mm -hmm. Like you I'm gonna, can also do Command C, Command V, or drag the image in there. I I understand, but when I'm looking for how to get it in there. In the, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find you a, a concrete example because I don't have one right now. This oh, is I also example. would not <laughs> use place as the function ever unless I was only using dropdowns to do all functionality because you can also open the image in Photoshop and then drag and drop it between tabs. Right, so I would import. So there are like 18 different I, ways to I'm do that. I'm expecting to import a photo into the tool and oh. it import, it places. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, it, I guess right. it should be called import, not place, because place just imports photos. <laughs> I think I think what you're describing is like, like I I'm like even I'm just astounded that you use drop downs so religiously that like you would even get to the point of googling it before you just opened up up the image you wanted in Finder and dragged it into the window. Like, oh yeah, I wouldn't drag an image like that generally. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Like it's just okay. <laughs> okay. I, I would actually go and import so that I could select by name what it was most of the you time. Could, you could you even right click and press paste into it and it would right. work. And you have to understand that while I praise MacBooks a lot, um, Finder sucks. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's true. So, so I'm a Windows Sometimes. programmer. Like you know, this but, is, but hear me out. I open up the podcast. Place, you praising. still have to open it up. <laughs> you still have to find it on your computer in the I, same I know, and but it, it the you know, so here here is the thing that you also have to recognize. I'm a Windows programmer. I have been for thirty years. Yeah. Okay. And so, Windows Explorer it kicks the living shit out of Finder in every way, shape, yeah. and form. Okay. Yeah. It is a way better tool. There is no. You can argue with me all day. I just went and praised MacBooks for like 10 minutes a minute ago, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you this, Windows Explorer and every underpinning of Windows in terms of file management is better than every mm -hmm. bit of file management in Unix and in MacBooks, which are based on Unix, <laughs> okay? I I fully agree. My fully Honestly, my documents and my computer, they're a mess. I... I, and they are because, it, I mean, they haven't spent any time doing basic file management and making it better. Like, and yeah. it's ridiculous. It's like one of the worst things in the Mac OS. And it's even worse in the iPad OS and, and Apple and in iOS. Oh, files. <laughs> files is yeah. a vile I mean, place. I files hate is something. It's just better than nothing because for a long time they had no file management in there. You couldn't do that. But yeah. th they've added it and it's still, it's, it's, it's terrible. Like files and Finder, 
I mean, you guys, come on, man. Just use a well, Windows computer for about 20 minutes and figure out how to do this. I also... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is this is my last Mac complaint, and then we can probably get off of like the software discussion. Um, I also never understood why, when they like praise their cross-platform like sharing module, um, why photos are so hard to get from my phone to my laptop. Because photos aren't like, hard to get from your photo to your laptop. They are because because the gallery like is not in finder right so if you have if you have your finder window open there's not oh, a photo no, tab no, in there no. so it's not it's not treated as a file you have to go to a gallery and find it so it's not even it's like i, I don't even do that yeah yeah i just open the photos app and export it yeah so yeah. it's ridiculous that you would have to export it because i'm exporting the file to another file yeah, well, the, it's not really stored as a file is why. Like, yeah. the, in the, the Photos app is where all the photos go to live, and they're stored in a database. Yeah. And so, so what I'm saying is, hit, like, there should just be a shortcut in Finder to Photos. Like, and then let, in, let me view Photos directly in Finder. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then I don't have to export them well, because still I just have to export, export them. them well, what I'm saying is like, rather than having the export function be a thing that I actively have to do and move it to an active new folder in Finder, it should just be that if I want to like post it to Twitter or Facebook from my laptop, it direct exports it into the web browser rather than me exporting it to my desktop and then manually refinding it and then putting it online. Right. The same way that it does in iOS or iPadOS. Yes. Where when you yep. go in there, it, it searches your actual photo roll. And so it searches the database and then takes it directly from the database instead of exporting yes. first. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they already have it 95% built. They just don't have that cross-platform well, compatibility on wh your computer. What they're, what they're missing there is that, um, that you don't have like the Facebook app on your computer. You're using Safari. Yeah. But even right. in Safari, if you're trying to share that information, your phone still links up and is allowed to access your photos. Right. But, uh, th but that's what I'm saying though. That's part of the thing is that they, the, the, the Facebook app or the Twitter app is better than Safari ever will be like, because it's a, it's an actual application yeah. that's running <laughs> that's got a specific purpose and does have its own functionality. Whereas yeah, everything written in a everything written in a web browser format is garbage. You're just, you know, you're, you're, you're working on top of the worst possible coding platform that we could have because they, um, we made web browsers in order to make it easy to access a lot of stuff to a lot of people without having to deploy apps. But if you yep. can deploy apps, apps are better always. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like if, you, if you have an application that's loaded into your desktop, it's better than the browser version. It should be always. Now, sometimes they don't have as much functionality in the apps because they haven't done a good job of programming their application to have all the same functionality or better, mm -hmm. but they can because the apps are by their nature, a thousand times more powerful than anything running in a web browser. So, right. mm -hmm. um, and that is the more, you know, with Bailey and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So if you have people that do not have, uh, you have an application that you use all the time in a web browser request that they make a desktop version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in other news, um, I feel like I need to tell you this because, um, 
I, I already shared my Facebook wins um, when it came to Facebook Marketplace, and and I feel it's only fair that I tell you my losses. Um, so this, <laughs> this I'm putting is, this in I'm the laughing title because this is a self-deprecating Facebook story. Marketplace wins versus losses. Okay. Chalk <laughs> one up on the board for the losses because. And it's not even that much of a loss. Like I was complaining about this with Jimmy and Jimmy was like, why, why are you complaining? And I was like, because this is, didn't go my way. And um, so I was on Facebook specifically because I was like, okay, I have like 80 to a hundred dollars to spend on a new bike. And I've been needing a bike for a year. Like I, I, like I've changed my lifestyle around not having a bike and I would like to have a bike again. And I was like, it shouldn't be that hard. I've bought at least three bikes off of Facebook Marketplace before. It's always turned out okay. Fine. So I go on Facebook Marketplace. I do my filtering. I find two potential bikes that seem like they would suit my height. They are within... One is within like a 10-minute walk from my apartment. The other would take a train ride. But both are within my price range. Um, and but I messaged both of them. Both of them got back to me immediately. I was like, okay, I'll talk to the guy who's closer to me before talking to the guy who's further further than me, just so that I can like, if I don't have to go far for this bike, I won't. Um, the bike in question was supposed to be a retro mongoose that was going to cost me eighty dollars. Okay, Ooh, mongoose, cool. Yeah, yeah. I was excited about it. I was like, okay, this will probably work out. I go to this guy's apartment. He's like, oh, this is my buzzer number. I press the buzzer. It does not open. I'm like, hey, man, I'm here. He goes, oh, my buzzer's messed up. You're going to just have to pull the handle. I promise I'm I'm buzzing you in. And I was like, first of all, there's no handle on this door. Second of all, it is not opening when I press it. He's like, okay. <laughs> and then his mom comes down and she opens the door and she's like, he's up there waiting for you. I have a nail appointment. Goodbye. I'm like, Okay, so I go up to the fifth floor, come out. He has already loaded out the bike into the hallway. And immediately I look at the bike and I'm like, that looks nicer than the bike I saw. Weird. I'm like, but it is the right height. And I'm like, tell me the story, dear Facebook Marketplace seller of this bike. And he goes, well, I got it from my mom. She never really used it. And it's been sitting in our apartment, just like taking up space. And it's a brand new mountain bike. So I would really appreciate if we could get rid of it. I'm glad you're here. Let me know if you need me to like adjust the seat. The last several people who have come to look at it thought it was going to be smaller. And you clearly do not have that problem. And I was like, that is true. I am 5'11". Like I was, I was at least three inches taller than the man talking to me. And I was like, that's... <laughs> like yes i am tall thank you even helped me like adjust the seat to be the height that it needed to be and so i was looking at it and i was like let me tell you what i'm looking at i i this is a brand new mountain bike okay there there's still a scanner tag on it the the chain is still shiny when we adjusted the seat there was like oil on the like <laughs> seat like <laughs> this was supposed to be a retro mongoose Right? This was supposed to be a retro mongoose. So already I'm suspicious, but I'm like, okay, okay interesting. Is it about to be my lucky day? And okay. so 
I'm like, okay, it looks good, man. What's your payment information? And I have it all typed in. And I'm like, just to be sure, you said 80, right? And he goes, 280. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, yeah, it was listed for 280. And he like pulls up the messaging on my phone and he's like showing me our conversation. And I was like, that's not the listing, but I... I can't there I was like thinking I was like this can't be right but then he was like I mean I guess I can go down for a little a little bit for you and I was like 180 then I guess it's a brand new bike like whatever 180 and he goes uh that's a lot that's like a hundred dollars man I'm like yeah I thought this was gonna be 80 dollars and he was like what if it what if we go down to like 260 and I was like two 240 and he was like I can do 240. And so I paid 240 fucking dollars. And I was talking to Ross about it afterwards. I was like, I'm honestly embarrassed because like I did not want to spend that. That is so much that's three times what I was planning on paying for this bike. I honestly like budget-wise, it like is throwing off my entire monthly budget. Like I have been living really lean lately. Like this is an external expense that I was not expecting. And I have not needed a brand new bike in a long, long time. And Ross was like, so what I'm hearing from you is like, you paid that man $240 for a bike because you didn't want to make it awkward between you and the stranger asking you for money. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, <laughs> and he sold you the stolen bike for 240 bucks. And, you know, <laughs> it's a nice bike. It's a very nice bike. Okay. But <laughs> I mean, like too my, nice. I, I'm feeling like it was stolen. Like, I mean, I know you don't have the whole story, and you're just like, okay, I, the story I got was this, but it feels yeah. shady, really yeah. shady to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Honestly, yes. And and so I I've, I felt I needed to tell you that I'm not 100 all of the time the badass barterer that I claim to be, and sometimes Bailey, that's pathetic. I would have just <laughs> no. left. I know. I was I mean, like, literally, you know, as I like, took the I, bike I down the stairs, I was like, "This is fucking pitiful." I was like, "Why did I, I do that?" This is. Uh, I wouldn't. It wasn't even a. It wasn't even a question for me. I'd have just been gone. <laughs> I know. I know. I was. Like, like, I was like, the next time that is, you have that situation. Think, what would Dad do? He would walk away. <laughs> he would totally walk away. I was like, what the <laughs> like literally in the elevator with like the bike standing up beside me like why did i do that <laughs> what, what the fuck, hey, at least man? they had an elevator there you go that's a problem yeah yeah so well and i i you know what's doubly bad about it is so it as i said it's a mountain bike i've never ridden a mountain bike in my entire life oh um, really? it's a 24 speed mountain bike i'll it's send a you a picture inch, once right? we're off this call yeah. um so you never I, rode my bike I had a no. mountain bike. I had a no. So this was the first mountain bike that I've ever really ridden, and I didn't realize that mountain bikes, like the tires, are intentionally soft. Yeah, but you can air them up a little bit. You can you can give them a little extra. Yeah, but so I was riding around on it, and it's just it's such a different feel, and like it's still it's such a new mountain bike too. So I, I, it has I'd like give, a bounce to it. Yeah, I'd give it an extra. Uh, I'd give it like a couple of extra psi when you air up the tires. Because yeah. it's made for like being on trails. If you're riding it on the road, you should put a little more air in it. Yeah. So ba so basically, I was like riding around and I was like, man, this is going to take getting used to. Like, like, I've never really understood switching gears. 
I've not ridden a mountain bike ever, and it's a different like you know feel of a bike. So when you're on, I mean, uh, you know, switching gears tutorial, like lower gears are easier to pedal. So when you're going up so, a hill, you might need to like crank her down a little. So that yeah. So basically, <laughs> I'm like, I I remember it being explained to me the last time I rented a bike where it was like. Yeah, when you're going uphill, you want to lower the gears, and when you're going downhill, you want to raise the gears. And I was like, okay, higher number downhill, lower number uphill. That's easy. So, right. but with flatland, sometimes you, it's like I'm having a hard time pedaling, and I don't know exactly where I'm supposed to be in these in the middle of these 24 options. I'm like, this just, is just pick something else. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, what I'm saying is like. I'm like, there's this learning curve and I was riding around. I was like, I've bitten off more than I can chew with this bike. Like this is a whole meal of a bike. And I was looking for like a snack bike. Um, and so it's like, I'm riding it and it's, it's in the back and I'm, I'm probably going to use it later today. Cause it's supposed to be nice all week. And, and you know, someday when you come back, when you, when you move and you come back to America or wherever, you're going to sell that bike and get like 80 bucks out of it. And that's going to be the day when you... <laughs> I know. I'm gonna really, I'm gonna really take my lumps that day. <laughs> That's the day when you're gonna be like, "Oh my God, I got, yeah, um, that I, I totally uh, was 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 held, uh, scammed here." No, here's some other, here's some other like takeaways from this that I, that I think will ease your mind a little bit. Like it is, I I think it's like, as far as sticker price goes, it's probably I paid full price is basically what it was, because. Okay. I showed it to one of my friends, Jamie, and he actually likes mountain bikes. And he was looking at it and he was like, yeah, that's a nice bike. Like, that's a really like, I I mean, I don't know what your problem is because I would love to have that bike. And I was like, OK, well, I'll be $240, um, <laughs> And then I like had it out back and my neighbor like saw Jimmy looking at it and she was like, Oh, is that yours? And he was like, "No, it's Bailey's." Um, she was like, "Oh, it was really nice." Like, did she just get that? And was like talking him up about it. Apparently, she like recognized the brand of it or something. You better have like so. a one of those big U bolt tie downs for that thing, because I do. Yeah, maybe an alarm system and a <laughs> no I, camera I, on it. Here's the thing: if someone a security if, guard, I don't know if if somebody stole that bike or broke the, it broke the U bolt on it. Um, it can only be one of 16 households that are responsible because there are only two buildings that are uh, like have access to that area. Uh, well, yeah, but when you're out and about is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I always have a bike lock, but yeah, U-Bolt, the best one. Yeah, really hard I know. To break. Yeah, I have a U-Bolt. Yeah. The lady at the bike shop was like, you put it through the back tire and then part of the frame. I was like, I have used a bike lock before, but thank you. I, I lived in downtown Indianapolis. Like I locked. I used it. To. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Hey, apparently I'm giving off the rookie vibe." Um, well, you did. It's like she was there. You when did I go was in bargaining. to buy an eighty dollar bike and spent two forty. Yeah. From a Facebook ad. I know, and you know what? I went back and I looked back at the Facebook ad when I got home. I was like, "Was I wrong?" No, I was not. You I was bait correct. and switched. That's what you. I were. was bait and switched so yeah. hard so hard yep. yeah so that was part of my week nice <laughs> so now i'm a mountain bike girly um well that's i mean there's nothing wrong with that yeah 
It'll, um, be, it'll be fine. I was like, I guess this is the bike I will be using for the next like four years. Um, well, we're going to have to really put some miles on this. Cause... So later today, well, not shortly after this, I've, I'm, we're going to be recording today. So I wanted to talk about the Gilmore Girls because I watched two episodes. I feel like I doubled my fun. Wow. Wow. Two? Uh, two whole episodes. I know. I'm, I'm really... You know, blazing through it, man. You're really on a binge. Actually, I was impressed that I found that much time to watch them. This, this, you know, it's been really busy. So, um, anyway, episode two of season five, a messenger, nothing more, is where we're going okay. to start today's uh, happiness. Um, <laughs> this entire season is a shit show. <laughs> so, um, this one is uh, like. We, we we start off and we're like Zach is ordering wink wink fries, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Zach Lane's BAM member um, is ordering wink wink fries, which means he wants free fries. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, and Lane's like, you don't have to say wink wink fries. I get it, Zach. I'm going to give you free fries. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I told you I would. You know. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, a little later on, Zach brings in a couple girlfriends and, and all of a sudden they are no longer free. <laughs> Weird how that happens. Yeah. And one of the girls, after they leave, the girl comes back in and she says, I'm sorry, we didn't know. And, um, and she's like, what do you mean? And we didn't know. And she's like, know what? And she's like, oh, I'm still sorry. Like, <laughs> you know, like, ooh. <laughs> like you don't know that you're hot for Zach. Awesome. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's obvious to me, you know, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, hi, been there, been, been there. There have been, uh, sometimes you go out with friends and there are people that you haven't seen there for a really long time. And you're like chatting, catching up. And then out of the corner of the eye, you see someone you hardly know, like staring daggers at you. And you're like, bro, I'm just talking to Andy. Like, I don't <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what that's about. Um, so and usually it ends in me being like, hey, Harrison, what was that about? And then there he like gives me three years worth of backlog dating drama. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, I'm still sorry. Um, <laughs> I see. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that, that was that was, I love that. And then, yeah. you know, later she uh, asks Rory if she's um, hot for Zach. <laughs> <laughs> she has to she has to confer with somebody else am i in love with zach you know like yeah yeah and she's like what <laughs> you know <laughs> so i love that um anyway there's a whole thing going on here where lorelei is quote unquote the blur uh, yeah <laughs> because uh she's you know they're, they're taking they're following her around town and she's like oh hi and she just keeps walking like everywhere she's going people mm -hmm. have taken to calling you the blur <laughs> <laughs> you know um so i love that that whole thing um she's having all kinds of anxiety is why she's the blur because rory is in europe with yeah. uh emily and not really calling her or anything 
<laughs> yeah. Right. Well, um, because they left on uh, shaky ground where Rory was escaping the fact that Lorelai was right. Yes. And you you ever get not so wanting to admit upset. it. <laughs> you ever get so upset because your mom is right and you don't want to admit it that you leave the country for three months, you know? <laughs> well, it has to be a major thing that happens to cause that. And this pretty much was. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty serious. Yeah. So um Yeah. So so um, I, I, I love going when they cut away to them in Europe. It, it's like Emily. <laughs> Emily's, what I love is that Emily is using like tourist Italian and she seems delighted by it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, she's actually decent at it enough that they understand her. You know? Yeah. 100%. And you know that it's like, oh, wow, you have the money to come to Italy whenever you want. Right. Like, <laughs> and have basically. And have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, and also like the, the, um, the, the people at the hotel know her, even though she hadn't been to that hotel in like three years, the guy mm -hmm. is like, it's the same as it was last time you were here. And he's like, this guy is something has changed out there, you know, mm -hmm. and, and Roy's back there, you know, she's all melancholy, but she's looking out there and she's like, I don't know, grandma, it looks beautiful. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like she's she's totally not having a problem with the view, you know. Yeah, she's in her head about a lot of other things, but the view is not one. The of view them. is awesome. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I, honestly, I have a lot of notes, but none of them involve the view. <laughs> right, and uh, and so. The, the the cutaways in this episode I think are just brilliant and awesome in terms of what you know how they set up the the season more you know but we have Luke at the Renaissance Fair helping out oh my god at, I love know. Luke at the Renaissance Fair <laughs> <laughs> I love it like he's there and there's a whole gossip chain going on at the Renaissance Fair about people that he's getting the skinny on TJ is completely milking his injury of course. <laughs> He's also kind of torturing Luke a little bit. Well, he loves to torture Luke. That's his favorite yeah. sport. But but his specific gimmick on this one is like telling Luke to not do anything out of like period. Uh, yeah, you're not following the 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 Renaf the, 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 the Renaissance auditors are going to come along and you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. This is an immersive experience. Okay, um, you you're can't be using, using your phone. And you're not using the official fair language. <laughs> Right. And, mm -hmm. and then uh, TJ's sitting on a lawn chair back there and he's got a television in his lap underneath a blanket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's watching the Yankees play or something. And, <laughs> and Luke's like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't want the, the Renaissance Fair auditors to get you. And he grabs the TV off his lap and walks away with it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and then um, <laughs> I also love that, uh, you know, he, she's, he's looking for a gift for Lorelai to take back, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, a necklace to match the earrings or whatever that he gave her last season. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and so this is when Liz finally finds out that, they're to, that it's Lorelai that he's with, right? Yeah. And she goes, huzzah. And the whole place goes, huzzah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like that's the best. And what I think mm-hmm. of every time I hear Huzzah for some reason is, is, is the great. <laughs> yeah, you know, me too. The show, the great, where every time they say Huzzah, they break all their glasses on the floor. Honestly, you know? so excited for the next season of that to come out. <laughs> I've been getting ads, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm watching it. Stop showing me, thank you. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> huzzah! They break every glass in the room. Uh, mm. I, every time I think of that, I'm like, the people that have to clean up around there, jeepers, cats! <laughs> like I bet they get glass. a lot of like glass cuts. I mean, because there's no way you're getting all of it. You know, I wonder if they have some kind of tool for that. One hundred percent. Every time I watch that show, I'm like, this is a shoes on kind of household. Like, there's no way. <laughs> You can safely walk around this. <laughs> um, anyway, back to the Gilmore Girls. The um, so Luke has been out of town, and Lorelai thinks he isn't coming. You know, uh, right? These are lies. You're not coming back, right? You know, um, you're so. going to the Renaissance Fair forever. An- another good cutaway is Michelle. Uh, at the at the end, because you know we're 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 watching the blur, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of kids. These people want to leave their kids at the end while they go see things, and have Michelle watch them. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids love Michelle. They love him because he's so mean, right? Yeah, they think they, it's hilarious. They think it's so funny. They have a very <laughs> particular sense of humor, and they love Michelle. <laughs> and the ruder and the meaner he is, the more they love it. Yeah, <laughs> and he kind of loathes them but he also loves them at the same time for it right yeah <laughs> he's like yeah it's like it's hard to not like people who really like you <laughs> yes so <laughs> he's just having a conflict you know <laughs> <laughs> right uh so uh, and, and and at this point in the anxiety ridden part, Suki finally grabs Lorelai and says, "Okay, you need to leave. You're like You're driving everyone up the vibe crazy." Here and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we I know what it's about, but you need to go take a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "The other day, you rearranged my refrigerator. <laughs> I was reaching for broccoli and getting kale. This isn't cool." You know. Yeah. <laughs> or I was reaching for broccoli and getting lamb chops or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that was pretty funny. She says, tell you what, you go home for the rest of the day and then we'll have a girl's day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and uh, when they have the girl's day, that's when they run across Dean getting kicked out of his house because Rory had finally talked to Lorelai and mm-hmm. said she was Right. And yeah. that she needed her to deliver a, a, a letter to Dean that she had already mailed and was mm-hmm. going to be arriving. <laughs> and, yeah. And that she couldn't just mail it to Dean, you know. And so, and so she gave her the letter, gave Dean the letter, and then Dean got caught with the letter. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay threw him out of the house. Which, well, good for Lindsay. Good for you Lindsay. know, good for Lindsay. Lindsay should have thrown some him out of that the rage house. out. Yeah, she should be throwing shit. She was he throwing stuff out the window. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, you know what? I, I, I really, I, I support women's wrongs. I support women's rights. 
Um, I support women's right to throw their cheating husband's shit out into the front lawn. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) so in this regard, Lindsay is correct. Yes, definitely. So, um, now when it comes to her pot roast recipe, that that we're going to have some contention points around so you know i think with her pot roast the guy should reserve the right to throw that out in the front lawn agreed (laughs) you want me to eat this and then just go out to eat it'll be all right um oh that would be so romantic so um where was i oh so um Rory gets back home and they're walking through the town square and they run into Lindsay and her mom and that was harsh. <laughs> you know, she called her a harlot and a whore and all kinds of things. Yeah, right? that was not cool. Um and Lorelai's like, wait a minute, don't talk to my daughter that way. You don't yeah. have any right to talk to her that way. She has the right to talk to her that way, but you don't. Yeah. That's the part I I love. She was basically like, if Lindsay was doing this, it wouldn't be as bad. Not that I'm going to be for it, but it would be better. This is bad. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, Lindsay at least has a horse in the race. You, however, (laughs) aren't even defending your daughter. You're just being sex shamey. You're just being mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, and then, uh, as Rory and Lorelai get to the diner, Luke is actually back and he does the thing that, that, uh, Rory and, uh, Jess used to do like mm-hmm. faking like he has to go out for an errand so he can get Lorelai to go out for an errand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. And, um, then at the, uh, um, at the end of the episode, Rory goes to see Dean and Dean actually admits that he's wrong, that he was wrong doing it. Like it finally, he admits that he fucked up in every way, which he needed to because he didn't yeah. realize he was apparently through that whole stupor of idiocy, right? Yeah. <laughs> took him, took him months, took him getting kicked out of his house and losing all of his shit and, before and losing he was all like, of his shit. Yeah. And going through a divorce. Um, All of that could have been avoided, man. Like every bit of it by not getting married to someone you aren't in love with. (laughs) All of it could have been avoided. And then maybe um, separating from her before sleeping with somebody else would have, you know, avoided. Yeah. Breaking a lot of that drama. Yeah, Just tell her the truth and, you know, split up. Don't don't do all this to her. That's like horrible. Because now you've involved Rory. And and what's about to follow is that Rory is really entering in a relationship with Dean because she feels like she has to at this point. Right. Like it like you're getting the kind of vibe where it's like, you know, like I haven't gotten past episode three, Bailey. So you're getting ahead of things in episode three we uh you know we don't get to that like the very last scene of it she goes to see dean dean's not in episode three except that right oh okay right so in in episode three uh we go back to yale right Um, right and 
Uh, and as far as Rory's storyline goes, she goes back to Yale. Asher Fleming has died, right? Oh, my and, um, God. And <laughs> yeah. we're having a wake for Asher Fleming. Well, Paris is in mourning. She's not at the uh, dorm room when L Rory gets there, and she's shocked by this because she's always there first, right? And and he says, uh, she says, um, I, uh, you know, this is going on, and I've got to handle this, and the, the kids are fighting. And, and it was like, why the hell is Paris handling the funeral? Well, of course, Paris is handling the funeral, <laughs> right? Honestly, Paris handling the funeral was the first moment that I was like, oh, that was like a weird, like he was in a relationship with you. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and she also was like, she, she showed how adult she is actually, <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, and then she's, she, he died of a heart attack. I love this part. And, and, uh, and Rory's like, was it while you were? And she's like, no, a great man was not brought down by my vagina. <laughs> 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 and, and Marty is there because they ran into each other on the way into the room. And Marty is there in the room with Rory. And, uh, and he, she, when she gets off the phone, she tells him and he's like, oh, man, I lost the pool <laughs> on, on how Asher would die. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> I forgot about that. I really did. I forgot. They had a pool going on. They had a pool uh, going. Yeah. Well, uh, honestly, yeah. Oh, what a crazy yeah. thing! Like, like <laughs> all of it. Yeah. And and then Rory. It just gets crazier. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole Marty and Rory thing throughout this is is really an interesting transition that we're going through here, right? Yeah. Because. Marty is here and Marty is totally into Rory and Rory just sees him as a friend. Right. Yep. I mean, pretty much Naked hallway boy. Yeah. Right. And then uh, they're at the coffee cart and they meet Logan. Right. Mm -hmm. Like this is the first time we see Logan in the series. And um, he is, he has hired Marty before. That's what, how they meet. He hired Marty to be a bartender at one of his events. Yeah. One of his and, parties. And she has no idea who this kid is yet <laughs> um and then he's really really rich she's got that part because he's hiring other students to be bartenders yeah um, but um they you know they, they don't really talk he kind of ignores her pretty much and just talks to the others while to colin's Marty being goofy and, uh yeah. colin his friend colin by the way who is like a fabulous character throughout <laughs> yeah. right um honestly it, if you've never seen gilmore girls and you're listening to this this far oh my god but like also um <laughs> the best way i can describe colin is like he is if chuck from gossip girl were actually well written like uh, i don't know i haven't seen gossip girl see so gossip girl has this character who is similar to colin but Chuck is an asshole, like in a real wow. and, and present and uh, at times predatory way. Whereas Colin is like rude and uh, does he, not care about rude, people necessarily. He's, he's but irreverent. he's not. He's, yeah, he's irreverent. Like, but, he's a, but he's a really nice guy. Like actually. Yeah, exactly. Like he's <laughs> yeah. not he's not an actual asshole. He's just irreverent. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so they end up uh, when she's putting up posters about the funeral, she runs into Logan again. <laughs> and, yeah, and Logan specifically is like, was this your boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, you see how I would get the idea. I mean, you're putting up 
you know, ha having a wake. For, Posters for his wake. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the look on her face was like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. she, he's like, okay, okay, you know, yeah, like, obviously not, right? Uh, <laughs> I love that when the actual wake happens, everybody shows up because they think it's just a party, like a theme party. Yeah, but then it's like <laughs> the vibe is off, and Paris is holding. Paris is suffocating the vibe. Okay, she is like holding it down, like. <laughs> But she's trying to give away his books to all these people who don't give a shit, right? Yeah. yeah. And Emily shows up in the middle because she's been calling Lorelai, right? Yeah. And, and we'll get back to that because we should talk about the how she shows up in the middle. So, uh, you know, they're separated, Richard and Emily. And mm -hmm. Richard has a valet <laughs> at his, at the, he's in the pool house living over there. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, so for the dinner, they have this thing where they have drinks with Richard and then they have dinner with Emily in the house. Right. And Emily is pissed because they, they've, they've, they've used up all the topics with him before they get to her, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And, uh, so uh, there's, there's like a whole crisis going on with Emily. We keep seeing, they keep coming back to, there's like a point where she's having negotiations with Richard at the table about different things. Yeah. And then, she has to eat alone and she's kind of sad about it. And she looks out the window and Richard's leaving at like seven 30 at night. And she has a crisis about that. Yeah. You know? Um, and Where's so he going, right. And Which so that'll find out later. Right. But this all ties into Luke and Lorelai who are just starting to date. And I, I love the first thing that she says. He's like, she's like, Oh, we're going to have an actual date. And, and she's like, she, and then she like recites the plot of some kind of wonderful, is it going to be a date where we, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'll try to avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but he takes her to his favorite restaurant and, um, and, and his favorite restaurant is, um, owned by two people who are kind of his mentors in the restaurant business. And he's never, and they are so anyone. sweet. And he's never taken anyone else there before. Like that's yeah. the part that's like, it's gravity, right? Mm -hmm. Like he, he was literally married and he did he not was married and did not take her there. Right. Yeah. Like that's, that's the kind of thing this is. Right. And, um, he's kept in his pocket, this horoscope that Lorelai cut out of the paper the first day they met and, uh, and gave to him as a joke. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and he's kept it there the whole time. And he shows it to her and tells her that he's all in. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's just emotion, right? Yeah. You're <laughs> like, mean, well, that's a hell of a date there, Luke. <laughs> Luke just like, he's like, I've been waiting for this for a long time. And I want you to know I'm really serious. I'm not just playing here. Right. Like, yeah. you know, um, and uh, because, you know, that's what he learned from the book. Tell her yeah. exactly what you want, you know, <laughs> like, and uh and so they end up, you know, in bed, obviously. But the next morning, uh, she doesn't realize that the diner's open because he's still laying there and thinking that he has to open the diner. <laughs> mm -hmm. She goes downstairs in just his shirt to get coffee, and the whole diner sees her, right? Yeah, and, which is a hell of a way to announce a relationship, <laughs> by the way. And, and she's wearing nothing but a shirt, no, no underwear or anything. Um, and so she wonders why the town isn't talking about it, like, after that. <laughs> yeah and uh 
They're not because they're waiting for the town meeting, right? Yeah. <laughs> just as they're getting ready to go into the town meeting, Emily calls her about Richard leaving and freaking out. And she's like, it's time to go to the town. I I've got stuff to, I've got to take care of mom. If this isn't an emergency, I'll call you back later. <laughs> right. And they walk in and the town meeting has been going on for like 45 minutes. It's been and, and there's a big fight that's going on between uh, Dixie and, and someone else about a, a car accident. Right. Mm-hmm. And that gets out of the way. And then Taylor's like, and we have one more item of business today. And we want to talk about the owner of the diner and the owner of the inn possibly dating. And I, I get this and they're like, hey, are they talking about us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And he's like, yes, they are. You know, and uh, yeah. now remember when the owner of the flower shop and the candy store dated and then broke up. This was the yeah. economic crisis that fell upon <laughs> Stars <Yeah>. Hollow. <laughs> because the town had to, to choose between the flower shop and the candy shop. <laughs> and, it, and, and, it, and, it, and, and on Valentine's Day, it was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes out to take a, another call from Emily. And accidentally mm. mentions that Rory is having a party, right? Mm. <laughs> and and so um, then she goes back in, and because she's hurrying back in there, and she um, <laughs> and she comes ju- in just as Luke's getting up and going, "I've had enough of this. This is our relationship. It concern it doesn't concern you or anyone else. It concerns her." and me mm-hmm. and that's it you know mm-hmm. and he's like he's like well you know and i'll tell you what if we break up i'll move away and i'll sell the diner and it will be <laughs> will that yeah. make everyone happy the resolution is carried <laughs> we will move away and disown the town if he breaks up with lorelei <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Lorelai thinks it's really sweet, right? And then yeah. and then she says, "Oh shit." And she picks up the phone and calls Rory. "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." Like <laughs> just as Emily showing up. And that's where we get back to Emily showing up at the party and not knowing that it's for uh, Asher Fleming, right? Now, oh yeah. yeah, that was your how your father tells me my you know, your grandfather tells me nothing. You know? Yeah. I didn't even know about this, you know, and then, and Paris comes in. Of course, she has no idea that Paris has been his girlfriend. Asher yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, and then Marty starts talking to Rory about asking if she's got a boyfriend and she says, I don't know. And she leaves and goes to see Dean. Yeah. You know, and, um, so she's like, let me go check actually, Marty, before I, <laughs> Before I completely reject you without a reason, let me let me see if I do have a reason. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm stopped right there. So So you know, all right. Well we'll catch you up faster. Hey, I got two in. I feel like I did a lot. Like Yeah. That's uh, like know. an hour of television. Two. Two hours. Oh. The shows are forty eight minutes long, man. So it's an hour and a half. Yeah, it's yeah. Hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I do recognize that Sarah and I did yesterday go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 at the theater. Yeah. And I could have gotten in like two and a half episodes of Gilmore Girls, but 
it was really fun watching the Guardians. <laughs> Well, that's still in theaters, or I would ask you um, some th- some plot re- relevant questions. So, yeah, no, we'll save um, that. We'll save that because we don't want to like uh, do any of the um, spoilering of something that's that fresh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it 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 was very funny. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. if if you're like on the edge, it's just as funny as the other two Guardians of the Galaxy films, and. Um, I really, really liked it uh, in terms of the the storyline because it fills in a lot of backstory. Yeah. So it's very good. Um, and all right, kids. Well, we're reaching a natural conclusion. So yeah. for for now, we'll say goodbye to this edition of Family Rabble. As always, you can find us on on Twitter at Bailey A Shelton and at Mr. Joe Shelton. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Teeny Porcini. Subscribe to my Substack Bailey dot Bailey dot Substack dot com. You can um, find me uh, at Mister Joe Shelton dot com, and there's links to everything from there, from Moonshine and Music to um, to all of my music and videos and all that stuff as well. So, and you know, you know go out and support your local musician. Um, please do, because, and your local venues. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so. But that's all we have for now on Family Rabble. Um, see y'all <laughs> later, and I love you, Dad. Love you, Bailey. Thank you for being a part of the Family Rabble podcast with Joe Shelton and Bailey Shelton. Join us next time for more fun episodes.